Hello, Marvelites. This is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group. I am joined by... Uh, Mark Strom, Marvel.com Associate Editor, and we are here at Gazillion Headquarters with... David Brevik, the President and CEO of Gazillion. And? Uh, Peter Hu, and I don't really know what my position is. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of design stuff. Design stuff. Just right. Uh, what is design that? Design guru. Do, uh, what does design guru entail on a day-to-day -day basis? Playing the game and <laughs> coming up with ideas and telling people what to change. I guess. What is like? Like, can you give us an example of something cool that you were like, oh, that you know what? That doesn't work. Let's do this and turn it to something awesome. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> there are plenty of examples. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of examples, but it's hard to think of anything specific right now. Well, one of the things that uh, Peter did well, in my opinion, was uh, uh, refactoring of the item system. Uh, we had struggled with the item system for a while, uh, and finally on our seventh iteration of the item <laughs> system, we finally got it right, and really Peter was the, you know, the genius behind all of that. Uh, changing it uh, to, to what it is today, and I think it's working really well. Uh, but that's one Thanks. example of, uh, of, of the things that, that, uh, that Peter does. Uh, you know, for a lot of our fans are comic book fans, or they're coming in from the movies, uh, or sometimes even stuff that's so tangential to Marvel. A lot of them don't know the nitty-gritty of how a game gets made, and we talk a lot to editors and writers and artists and stuff like that, and that, that sort of understood. Can you guys help us un let the fans know a little bit more about sort of the game design process and, and how something comes from like, hey, Bendis, let's make a cool story and turn it into a game and bring all these Marvel characters, and then boom, we're playing it with thousands of other people. It definitely doesn't go like that. Oh, that was what I was led to believe. It's, 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 it's so complicated. It's hard to, it's hard to narrow it down. Uh -huh. uh, you really need to attack it on many different fronts. There are, there's first and foremost the material, and we're lucky enough to be working with the Marvel IP, which is great. Uh, that offers a new way to actually play action RPGs, and so we're excited about that. Uh, then there's the technology standpoint, right? We have to make sure that we have uh, superb engineers that are able to craft a server system that allows you know thousands and thousands of equivalent of monsters, mobs, bad guys, whatever you want, running on the server, updating, you know, 20 or 30 times a second, you know, every single one of these guys, tens of thousands of guys updating all the time. And that technology is not trivial to write. Um, and so uh, making sure that, that that is there is, is one part. Then next is hiring up an art team that is passionate, especially about this IP, you know, Art and art style and the look is so important to all Marvel fans that uh, that finding somebody that can really kind of you know take that and work with a bunch of different artists to create a style that is that cohesive and has a great look that people will appreciate that has been that's been another part that's been very you know challenging but I think that we've really they've done a superb job with that and uh, and then from a design standpoint it's you know there's it's always it's people see the end product, but it is it is really painful to get there. <laughs> it starts out with all these pie in the sky kind of ideas, right. and then the reality is, oh, we don't we can't do the technology to do that, or we got you know 
that we don't have the time to do this or, you know, oh my God, what were we thinking? This is terrible, you know? And so it, 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 it's kind of an iterative process. You go through, you, you make something, you try it out. Well, that kind of sucks, so how can we improve <laughs> that? And, and so it's kind of this, it, it, it feels a little bit, and I hate to use this term, sluggish, right? You know, it's like, Whatever you try doesn't seem to really work. You gotta keep iterating it, keep working on it, keep working on it, keep working on it. And I think this is true for any kind of art form. When you're making a painting or drawing something versus writing a book or whatever it is, uh, you work it, you work it, you work it, you keep working it, you get feedback, you, you rework parts of it that aren't working really well. They do this in movies and everything like that. And, and together, in the, then in the end, uh, if you've worked on it long enough and fixed a lot of the you know kinks and dents and stuff, then eventually you get to a, something that I think is is great, and that's that's the art of trying to do that is is painful but but lovely. <laughs> the rewards are rewarding. Yeah, absolutely, it's fantastic when it's done and it works. It's wonderful. Now, David, you've been a long-time Marvel Comics fan, right? Absolutely. Um, do you have an early memory of Marvel Comics, like how you got into them or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I started reading Marvel Comics, I think I was probably seven or eight, somewhere right in there. And, uh, and uh, I, the very first comic that I ever got was a Spider-Man comic, uh, and then quickly moved into X-Men. And uh, and spent a bunch of time reading X Men comics as well as Spider Man. I think those were really some of my favorites. Later, I diversified and I started reading all sorts of different things. But uh, that's really where it, where it started. I was talking with um, Joe Casada, our chief creative officer, the other day about the, a lot of uh, Marvel fans, in our experiences, get into comics at a young age, seven, eight, eight years old, give or take. They somehow are exposed to it, whether it's going to a comic store or a relative or something and then there's a certain point where they sort of lose track of, of comics and get involved in other things then they come back what, did, you ever, did you guys have that moment Peter were you a, a comic fan growing up yeah I actually remember exactly my first comic it was X-Men number one the original I went to a friend's house I had never, this is in fifth grade and I had never had I was a little sheltered I guess but anyways I never had experience, exposure to comics before then so a friend um, that I had just met fairly recently in my new school invited me to his house to hang out. So I went there, and this guy was loaded. He had like all of the original comics in you know plastic baggies and everything, and I had no idea. I didn't know they were worth anything or anything like that. I just like opened them and started <laughs> reading, and he let me. He didn't say anything. So I read like 10 comic books. Like, I wasn't a very good friend, because I didn't even interact with them. I just sat down and started reading. And I had no idea what I was doing at the time, but they were really cool. So I read, you know, I read the first ten issues or so right. in, in that series. Um, and then uh, that's, that's I, I didn't get much comics after that. So uh -huh. it took a while before, like, I was old enough to start buying comics on my own and uh, reading them on my own. But that was my first exposure, and I remember that to this day. So when you went back and started reading on your own and buying on your own, what Marvel Comics got you at that I was point? definitely an X-Men fan, yeah. just because that was the first comic I ever read. Yeah. So, yeah, I read all of those. There's just something about the X-Men. It's the feelings of, you know, the alienation, the, the separate from, from people, or it's the, the wish fulfillment. They have all these cool powers. There's so many things. What was it for you guys that, got, that made the X-Men so cool? <laughs> well, I think that that's part of... I mean, 
it's not really that much of a secret. I'm pretty damn nerdy, so the uh, <laughs> I was kind of an outcast at school, you know, and I was I was the geeky guy or whatever. And so, in a lot of ways, I felt like an outcast. I could relate to that. That's what made me like you know Peter Parker the same kind of way. I feel like I can relate to the characters, and that that kind of spoke to me. Hey, even though they're outcasts, they can be great, and that's and that was I think. At least subconsciously, what what attracted to me me to them the most. Yeah. How did you guys get into video games? <laughs> um, <laughs> very first video game I ever played was Pong, which absolutely dates me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, fell in love with video games from Pong, and then had Atari Twenty Six Hundred and. And uh, my dad brought home uh, an Apple II Plus uh, right after it was released. And I taught myself to program and wanted to make. Uh, you said it so nonchalantly, yeah, You said it so casually, like, yeah, I just, you know, tinkered around a little bit. And it's, it's Anybody can teach themselves to do anything if you spend enough time. I spent a, an ungodly amount of hours in front of that machine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and, I, and I assume, but, but when you say it, so like, you know, just, you know, I taught myself. <laughs> That's cool. So where did, how, where did you take that from there? Well, you know, not that I'm going to say this out loud, but I'm saying this, I mean, it was a lot of cracked games that, uh, that you know, I played. It was very, very common to, to have that back then, and then... Uh, Started playing games, was exposed to games through the Apple II Plus, and, uh, and why well, I had already played Atari 2600, been playing arcade machines and things like that. But really, my passion for making games really came from once I was able to actually program and and make my own games. And that's at that moment I knew, you know, this was early. This was even before high school. Uh, that that is what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. That's cool, Peter. Yeah, I mean, I, I started programming when I was very early, too. I think it was like six or seven when my parents came home with a Commodore VIC-20 for, I forget it was Christmas or my birthday or something. And, um, you know, it didn't have anything on it. So if I wanted to do with it, anything with the computer, I had to program my own games because I didn't, there's, it wasn't like I was too young to go out and buy games. So that's that's what I did. I started off with, like, a, just kind of like choose-your-own-adventure type games, little menus and stuff like that, and going through a little story. That's how it came out. That's cool. Um, what are your favorite games? Whether it's you know some of the older ones or what you've been playing in the last couple of years has sort of influenced and got you excited about games. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, there, it, it's a long list? Oh, okay. It, all right. it, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I mean, it can be. What was the last game you guys played? Just curious. The last thing I played before I came out to California was Borderlands 2. And I opened it up the night before I left. And I was like, oh, you know what? I, I didn't want to play Halo at that moment because uh, I played a little bit of Halo. I didn't want to play any more of the games I was playing on my iPad or my computer. I wanted to sit in my chair and play something. And then I played Borderlands 2 for like three and a half hours. <laughs> and I, I didn't get as much sleep as I should have. But, I'm very familiar with that. Right? Like, and I was like, this game is terrific. It's really fun. And it, it, was, a lot of, it was good. Uh, the, the last game that I played that I've been... I mean, right now I'm addicted to Puzzle and Dragons, which is an iPhone, iPad, Android game. 
Anyway, it's like Pokemon, but with a little puzzle thing. So I'm <laughs> oh, a huge Pokemon fan. I gotta uh, check this out. And uh, yeah, well, don't, because you you may not get any more sleep. The uh, and before that, a, a couple weeks a couple weeks ago, I was playing a lot of FTL, which is this uh, kind of indie game, uh, a, a roguelike, which is, uh, it's got permanent death and things like that. But you have a spaceship and you try to travel through sectors and build it up and have random encounters and stuff like that. I've been playing that a lot. That was that was really fun. But the list goes on and on and on. I played a ton of stuff in the last. I play games all the time. Yeah. Not just also video games. I also play a lot of board games too. So. Yeah. Um, probably one of my favorite games. Just to go back to your first question was the original Diablo, and that's what got me um, to apply to work at Blizzard in the first place um, because that was just that completely absorbed me for a good long time. I know those feels, bro. I remember. Uh, I remember specifically being at in college, and I got a job working in the computer lab. And I just happened to bring my Diablo and put it on the machine, and bring my Age of Empires or whatever I was playing at the time. But Diablo, like someone would call out from the back of the room to like they wanted some help with something. I'd be like, Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Like, I was just so absorbed throughout college. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome and beyond. Yeah. Was that so? Was working at Blizzard your first like big game job? No, actually, um, Blizzard was funny because they didn't have like a at the time they didn't accept uh, job applications by email. So, which is which was really like, what do you call it? It was really inconvenient for me. <laughs> so, so um, I had I'd started off um, doing um, financial software out of college or in college, um, but uh, one day I fell asleep while I was in the middle of typing code. I mean, literally my head just like hit the keyboard and I started drooling. Um, but, but I, and I wanted to work from Blizzard, for Blizzard at the time, yeah. but I was too lazy to actually submit a mail application. <laughs> so so I, sent, I, sent, I sent emails out to a couple companies. Um, but I started working at 3DO, and I worked there for a couple years before cool. I finally decided that I, I really wanted to work at Blizzard and took the time to... I, I hand-wrote the application, which is really strange because I was emailing applications. And that doesn't make any sense, does it? I don't know why I hand-wrote my application for Blizzard. Oh, because I didn't have a printer. Yes. Okay, so anyway, I hand-wrote it. I hand-wrote it. It was so weird I had to bring them in. It was, it was <laughs> It was really strange. Yeah, and, and then I and then I mailed it in, and then no, I didn't even mail it in. I I, I was I, I ran myself. Blizzard was in San Mateo at the time. Yes. I ran myself down to the um, the the PO box. Like yep. they had they had a you yep. had a drop box right somewhere. So I, I I went there and I and I turned it in to the guy. You know, it was, there was a guy at that that thing. I said post office. This is yeah. The, it wasn't. It was like a fence yeah. It was like or a, whatever it was. I said, you know, this is where this is, I hand-delivered it. And then, like, I did that probably during my lunch break. And then after work, I went there, and I said, did they pick it up yet? <laughs> and then he told Matt Householder, who right. was the HR, head of HR at the time at Blizzard North, and that, I think, yep. was also another thing that was really strange about my, about my application. I want to get back to, to some of your stuff, but so getting... Were all applications? Do they have to come in through the mail, through snail mail at that point? Did yeah, I, well, I hated out? I hated email. 
Uh, <laughs> I still do, but I, I deal with it. The, uh, uh, um, you know, I was, I'm an old-fashioned fogey here. The, uh, the, uh, and so, you know, I like talking to people, like communicating with people face-to-face -face and things like that. So uh, uh, I just didn't look at email. We, I, we, I don't, we didn't really have much email stuff at, at Blizzard North. Um, eventually we did, but it, by early, I mean, started the company with two other guys, Max and Eric Schaefer, and we were like three jokers with computers, right? We just didn't, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So the, uh, you know, uh, the idea of actually having, you know, managing a company and all these things, we were never trained to do any of this sure. or whatever. So the, the uh, um, uh, eventually you have to change the rules and, and bend and stuff and it, whatever, but we were a little behind the times. And yeah, it but was I could, I old could, fashioned. I can almost see that either weeding out some of like you sure. know some of the people who the just spam. who just can't get their act and, together yes. and, and and get a. We figured a if you're passionate enough to at least right. take five minutes to print out or handwrite and email <laughs> a mail and send it and you know put a stamp on it, then then you're probably at least semi-serious. So what what was so you got the three of you started Blizzard. What, what was the first? Was Diablo the first game? What was the first game? Uh, <laughs> uh, we worked on several games. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I can mention the fact that it was <laughs> Justice League. The, uh, and uh, uh, something from our distinguished company. <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, uh, and a football game. Uh, I, I'm a big sports fan, and so we did some uh, some handheld Game Boy and Game Gear uh, football games. Uh, and so we were working on those as well as working on uh, this other title and uh, a fighting game. And then uh, and then the story is that we had, we had this fighting game. We go to, to CES because E3 didn't exist at the time. This was before E3. And so we used to show off games at CES. And so we went to CES, and we were showing off our game at the booth. And we show up, and we were making for the Sega Genesis. This is long ago. And, uh, and we were making for the Sega Genesis. We show up, and there's a Super Nintendo version of the same game being made by a different development studio. That, and neither of us knew that we were making this game, you know, that, we were, that, it, that there was another version of this game. And we're like, what? Wait, what? What? And so then, Switchblades come out. And you guys start <laughs> What's going on? I mean, it was made by the same publisher, or being published by the same right. publisher, but it was being developed by two different <laughs> development studios. Anyway, it was very weird. And what was even weirder is the games were strangely similar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we never talked to each other or anything yeah. like that. And so uh, uh, we kind of got to know those guys. And they um, said, well, we're making PC games. Uh, we love PC games. Oh, I love PC games. We love PC games. They love PC games. And they're working on their first title. And did we want to come check it out? They had the, this little itty-bitty, I mean, really itty-bitty, like, five-by-five five booth or whatever on the, that was. <laughs> and so we, like, went into the, crammed ourselves into this thing, and they booted it up. And it was Warcraft 1. And I was like, oh, my God, this game is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got to know the guys there, and, uh -huh. and we kept in touch. And then they were finishing up Warcraft. And I said, well, I've got this idea for a game. If you guys want to come out, we'd love to make PC games. They were looking for more games to, to publish and stuff. So 
said, well, we'll come, they'll come after they finish Warcraft in December, they'll come out in January, first of the year, and they, we can give them a pitch, and we pitched them Diablo, and that was our first PC product. It was my first, first program I ever wrote in C. I had written exclusively in assembly language before that. So, uh, the, um, uh, so we pitched Diablo, and uh, they loved it, and the rest was kind of history. So that's awesome. It was, it, it's a phenomenon. Like it really, I, my wife, who's not a big gamer, loves Diablo 2 <laughs> so much. Like when she talks about it, she gets so excited, but she doesn't, she doesn't play any, we have like nine video game systems at home. We have three computers capable of playing games. She doesn't play anything else. But she's, she'll still boot up Diablo 2 every once in a while. Well, I hope she plays Marvel Heroes. Yeah, and I, I told her after I played the beta, that we were like, honey, you're going to love this game. <laughs> you're going to love this game. Uh, Peter, where, what were the games you worked on at 3DO? Um, you, you mentioned. Yeah, they're not really well known. Mm -hmm. um, but the first game I worked on that got published was uh, Army Men. And, was that Dreamcast? No, no, no it was the 3DO machine. It was PC. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, um, 3DO had already sold their technology right, right. to Matsushita yeah, at that time, so they were starting to get into PC games. And they hired me because I had some PC experience. Um, and, uh, Making accounting software. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I actually sent them a demo, which is funny and funnily enough, was sort of like a gauntlet clone mm. that I had written, and I sent that in. and. They liked that. It ran, like, when I first got there, I think, um, like, the first day, I doubled the frame rate. That was always a big thing. Like, my right. very first day of employment, I doubled the frame rate on, on the game that they had going at the time. So, anyway, they liked they, they, they liked my demo. Nice. But, yeah. And then what, what did you, uh, what were you doing when you got to Blizzard? Um, well, when I got to Blizzard, I started doing all sorts of things. I did AI, pathfinding. Um, pretty soon, Dave had me writing like database stuff. Um, for which uh, games? Diablo two. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I went in and they showed me Diablo two, and I was like, "Holy crap! This <laughs> thing is this is so cool." <laughs> I mean, I it, it just it felt really special because they hadn't shown Diablo two to anyone mm. at that point. I don't think. I mean, mm. I think it was completely like inside the company. Right. Yeah. So I got to like actually sit down and, and play it. And, it was a really weird interview because they were moving at the time and it was like no one was talking to me. <laughs> it was <just> really bizarre. <laughs> we, we had a, let's just say, grueling interviewing process <laughs> at Blizzard North. Originally, when, when, you were, when we brought people on, we were small enough that you literally had to talk to everybody. And so people would spend an entire day, I mean, like, get there at nine and leave at eight kind of, you know, interview experiences is just this grueling, torturous thing that, you know, eventually didn't last. But, uh, but so it does not surprise me that we would schedule an interview on moving day. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yeah, it sounds, sounds just like us. <laughs> so for Marvel Heroes, what... What are you, and I'm sure this is almost impossible to say, what are you most excited for the fans to, to experience within the game? Well, I think that in a lot of ways, we've really, we're, we are much more ambitious in many ways than we were with Diablo 2. I mean, we took kind of the Diablo 2 template and have blown it out in many, many ways, you know, 
using a well-known IP, something as wonderful as Marvel, and then uh, turning it into a, an MMO and having you know community cooperative events and stuff. I mean, it's like Diablo two, but a bunch of people are running around the same area playing together, you know, and uh, and then going to as many basically character classes instead of having five or seven with the expansion, going into the twenties with 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 the amount of character classes we have, we've really taken the base formula of Diablo two and made it bigger, 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 and uh, and I think that uh, we're really excited about that. I think that it's going to be a very unique experience that being able to do the play this game will be very different than any other game, which is really fun. Yeah, I think the other thing is um, live support in that after Diablo 2, we didn't really spend, yeah. I mean, it was a different time where you <laughs> sold games in boxes. You know, you gave people a box and, and they played, and there really wasn't sort of a um, economic structure for us to continue to expand the game, mm -hmm. which is why Diablo 2 really didn't get very many updates. Whereas with this game, where it's something that we're going to run continuously um, and hopefully get some sort of income stream from, uh, the ability to continue to add characters and costumes and areas and mobs and items and everything else that you know you kind of always wanted in a game like that yeah. is going to be really exciting. Yeah, no, I mean, we have, what, something like 10,000 plus characters? Or, or, <laughs> uh, it's a long list of characters to work on. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm very excited. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, thanks so much. Yeah, uh, thank you. You guys check out uh, marvelheroes.com for everything you need to know, and we'll be giving you tons more updates um, pretty much while the game is forever going on. It's going to be great. Sounds great. Cool. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>